Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Coach Insider podcast. My name is Swizz, here to talk all things Super Coach BBL. We're continuing on with the team discussions, and we have the Adelaide Strikers up next. Before we get into that, as always, check us out on all our social media platforms, including YouTube and Spotify, and contact us via Twitter, Super Coach Insider 100 or Swizz 26. All right, the Adelaide Strikers is up next. Very interesting for a starting team because they do not have a double for round one, unlike some of the other teams out there, but they do have the only double in round two, followed by a bye, and then a couple of single matches before the double in round six again, which is against against Perth in a home and away fixture, which is very interesting. Um, Could be two really good matchups there. And then they have the Hurricanes in a double, home and away, before finishing off of the Thunder. So they have the two games against Thunder, Hurricanes and Perth, um, but then just the one game against the Renegades, Stars and Sydney Sixers, as well as the Brisbane Heat, who they kick off with. Going to be... um, (sighs) hard to sort of discuss Adelaide because um, a lot of people are kind of overlooking them because they don't have that double but at the same time some people are thinking well we need to include some players in there to try to maximize their second um, well the second round double header uh, which only involves them Uh, the biggest contention first off is Matt Short at 35% ownership 244k you need this guy for round two so the question is how are you planning on getting him he's the by far the best player in the big bash outside any international player that comes in uh, he kicked off last year with a 180 a 119 a 102 and also had scores of 173 188 and 117 in there uh, so if he goes massive and he has a break even of 79 he could become actually a lot more expensive and i can see the appeal by some people are considering starting him um, the flip side to that what if he is actually to score a poor score first up now do prices do change after one game uh, in this he is projected to score a 50 so if he was to score a 50 with his break even of 79 that would equate to roughly a 70 a 7k drop there so yeah can he bowl his normal one over and take a wicket can he come out and make a sort of a nice 30 Uh, runs with the bat there anything more just an absolute bonus now the worry about not starting is he is playing the Brisbane Heat first up now they were looking like the shambles uh, a couple of weeks ago but some of their players that come in their round one game one team looks really good now with Labuschagne and then Kawaja going out doesn't look the same strength of the batting and with the bowling it's not too bad because you should have Hopefully Bartlett, Johnson and Nisa all playing. However, there is a chance that that squad could get rotated. So if on a flat Adelaide track, if the Heat kind of concentrate on game one and three and not as much on game two, well, there is potential there for Matt Short to get off the train. Uh, So no right or wrong answer about starting him for game one. But if you are not starting him, how are you getting him in? The obvious one, as talked about in the Perth Scorchers, is Jai Richardson. Um, because he is slightly more expensive and even if he was to have a kind of poorer game you're still in the rough same amount of money to get Matt Short in. If 
the other thing happens where you say have maybe an Abbott or a Nisa and they would drop money uh, and then you're, what are you going to do is try to get all uh, like your, your main trades are then focused about trying to make cash off your other two trades where you might then bring in rookies um, and leaving you short in other areas just to get Matt short in uh, pardon the pun there so uh, it's yeah it, it, it's a very interesting one as I said it's not there's no right or wrong um, but you definitely need to have a clear plan. And the reason also you need to have a clear plan because there's two other players that I'm going to mention that you're going to probably want in. Uh, so I think Wes Agar and David Payne are the two other important ones for round two that you're going to want to trade in, but probably not start with. I was seriously considering actually starting with David Payne, putting him on the bench. It's just 140K. I can do a lot more with that money. Um, he's only in 1% of team at the moment, but does have a break even of 45. Now, if you have a kind of look at his fantasy scores last year when he came in, uh, he played three games and scored 85, 39, and 133. Uh, and like that for an average of 64. So just in three games there, fantastic performance. Um, and that's way over that break even. So Payne could potentially be one that has a good game, beats that break even of 45, and then you're looking at maybe paying anywhere from 145 to 150 for him. And there was a part of me thinking, well, if I just start with pain, I don't have to worry about that. But is the other players I'm starting more likely to get better points because pain would just be on my bench and then make enough cash that it wouldn't make a difference if pain goes up. Uh, Wes Agar is the other one um, which you're going to want to probably own, I think, He's the be their best bowler. I know a couple of people probably be leaning more towards maybe Henry Thornton, but I don't think he's been in the same sort of form. And Agar just, um, you know, had a ripping season last year. Uh, did have the the 115, 102, and 89 in the early rounds. Average 48. Uh, so yeah, pretty solid there. Um, even the year before, he had a one in his score and still managed to average 47. So. Um, he, he's the premier guy, gets the job done, you will open the bowling for them, so yeah, he's one that I really like, probably compared to Thornton a little, like Thornton had that 260 point game at the start of last season, but he also had 7, 9 and 9, um, so very yo-yo like there. Yeah, has the biggest ceiling. And even the year before in the game he played, he played 170, he scored a 172. Um, so he can really hurt you if you don't have. But the flip side to that is um, he uh, his scores are all over the shop. Um, where Agar, I think you, you know what you're going to get from him. And I'd probably rather back him in for that round two game. So let's hypothetically say you're not going to burn a boost for round one to round two. Uh, you don't start with Matt Short, so that's one trade done, and hopefully it's Richardson or you've already got the cash left to get Nisa or Abbott or whoever you're starting with to get up to Matt Short. Then you've got David Payne, Agar, and maybe Thornton as your other options. Now, I've heard some people talking about maybe I go a cheaper option. Uh, Jamie Overton does come into play there. Uh, you know, but how do they kind of line up with their bowlers? Baisley's injured at the moment. Will he be back by for the double? Potentially. So does that see Thomas Carey, the extra batter, go? Baisley comes in and bowls him overs. 
Um, I think it's down to Magneti versus Boyce. I think Magneti's way ahead in that spinner's um, option. So you've got the three quicks there in Payne, Thornton and Agar, probably Magneti, and then you've got probably Baisley and Overton bowling overs. The problem with them, very much like a Paul Walker or a Stoinis, how many overs will they actually bowl? Um, probably going to split those overs over those double games. So do they come as important? Maybe Overton a little bit more than what a Baisley would be, especially considering the price. Um, Adam Hose, Chris Lynn, very expensive for just batsmen, uh, in particular Lynn at 167. In saying that, we know Chris Lynn is a been an absolute freak for a long time and still has the ability to score big, big scores. Had a three-game period there uh, last year where he scored a 117, 109, and 105, so um, can be very damaging. But I will always lean towards going bowlers over batsmen in this case. Uh, the potential to also start cheapies is something that you've got to think of. So at the moment, I've been looking at Magneti, um, Ben Magneti, uh, probably butchered that again, but uh, his break even of 25, very achievable. Um, even last year in his limited opportunities, he scored a 50, 38, 10, and 6. Uh, so there's two scores over that 25. Um, and then even the previous year, played the one game and just got a 52. And the previous year before that had a 50, 64, and a 46 amongst a couple other lower scores. So um, that break even, very achievable in that one round um, and you would think if he's playing as the main spinner which he probably hasn't had that much of an opportunity to do uh, especially against potentially a weakened heat batting lineup for that round two game he should be able to reach that uh, and I think he's the one that could probably spike up a little bit more in value compared to others so that's sort of the debate of going well I think he you know as much as he could be a downgrade option um, for players to get in for that round two by um, at the same time you yeah he might get himself up to an 80 to 90k and then that's less money that you could have um, you know needed to spend by now getting in a da- uh, like a, uh, a pain or an agar who will obviously be um, around their same mark if not even slightly cheaper if they would have a poor game because of the higher break evens that they have Wes Ager, for example, has a break-even of 48. That's pretty well where he kind of sits for his games. But as I said, you know, for a double game, you know what you can get out of him. Uh, the most popular player owned at the moment is Darcy Short, 40%. He's come across from the Hobart Hurricanes, break-even of 22. So for Darcy Short, that's very manageable. No Rashid Khan in that lineup. So there is potential also for Darcy Short to bowl. Um, just a shocking year for his standards last year. He had a 50 and a 43, and there's nothing else of note to talk about. Um, now he's more on that batting-friendly Adelaide pitch. Won't have the pressure on him because Matt Short um, will be the main man. Uh, the previous year, he averaged 50 um, down down there for Hobart. Uh, got the triple ton three times, plus a 98. Uh, but if we go back to that 2021 season, that's where he ranked six overall. Um, averaged 57.5. And did have some massive games there. So we know the guy's got the ability to go huge. Um, and is definitely somebody that you need to consider. He's going to be opening the bat- batting for Adelaide. So that is one part tick. It's just a matter of can he make the runs. Um, in that year, in 2021, he uh, did get his value up to 206k. So I don't expect that from him. 
but as a cheap option to start with on your bench um, and somebody who could very easily come out and make a 30, 40, 50 in that first game, um, yeah, you, you could be seeing a price rise there. And then again, you're going to be paying a bit more for him. I like the idea of at least starting two of these Adelaide players on your bench. Um, and in particular, if you can, one in the bowlers, one in the batters, uh, does probably make it easier to potentially even loophole or um, just stick there and stash there for that round two game. Magneti and Short make life a lot easier because you're not having all that value where Matt Short, for example, you have to then have on field. And with so many double game players, um, is that going to leave you yeah, short compared to everybody else? Uh, so if you've got those two Adelaide players on your bench, that means with three trades and you're going to probably be trading two Heat players and then that other player to get Matt Short in if you're not starting him already. And that will get you five players, which will be a probably around the mark for the double i don't think you want less than that because most top players are going to have five the problem is you don't want six as well because they have to buy the next week yes you could potentially carry them um, because they do have the double um to around uh, around six but usually you only want one in each section and they don't really have a keeper as much as nielsen's been there for a long time 63k for a reason because he bats and he could potentially bat down at nine in this team so I wouldn't be going near him because he's not going to offer a lot else, um, especially you know, most of the other keepers who open the batting. Um, you know, you, you have the limited opportunities they have with the glove work, but yeah, he, he can take catches and that, but he, I don't see him doing much with the bat. So I'd be scrapping him off the list and definitely looking at either going to short and Magneti or thinking about Matt Short. Uh, and just starting him, or maybe even if you've got the cash and you didn't know what to do with it, stashing, say, David Payne on your bench there, put the emergency on him, and you never know, he might even go really well. Or, um, But I think because of how late Adelaide play, um, you're not going to probably need them, the fact that they're on a Saturday, and you already have the Heat, Stars, Sixers, and Renegades, but you could potentially do something with Dave Payne or even Magnetic into, say, Cooper Connolly, for example, if you were going there, or some people are looking at Tanavia Sanger from the Thunder, so um, yeah, you could potentially do something loophole if you are starting a non-loophole player, or even if you're not, you could, if they're able to perform really well, then maybe you could bring in that non-loophole player for that that round to get that score. So that is a little bit of food for thought. Uh, so yeah, not as important technically for the round one on-field scoring, but definitely for planning your team um, and those benches. All right, that's us for Adelaide Strikers done. Hopefully you enjoyed. Let us know who you're thinking about starting from them, and we will be back soon. Bye.